Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 11, Viswarup Darshan, Yoga of Cosmic Form. So, so far, we have learned in Bhagavad Gita that the self which we consider myself today is not the real self. So in the first six chapters, we have our understanding realigned. So Bhagavan in chapter 2 told us, that myself, as I consider myself, is not the real self. The real self is indestructible, imperishable, birthless, deathless, and ever-existing. And therefore, if I want to get that permanent bliss, I need to align with my Supreme Self, whose very nature is bliss, his very nature is existence and whose very nature is knowledge. Right now I'm limited in my existence, I'm limited in my knowledge, I'm limited in my, in my powers. So we realigned our understanding intellectually in chapter 2. We discussed all about this limited self and it culminated into chapter 6 as the advice from Bhagwan. Meditate on your Supreme Self. That's your remedy to get out all the limitations which you feel in your life. To practice that, we obviously have to develop devotion towards the Supreme Self, the identification with that Supreme Self. The problem we find is that we are currently very devoted to our ego self because we feel very, very comfortable in our world. I feel very comfortable in my limited world because I am at the center of my world. My world revolves around me. Everything in my world is related to me. And any time my ego feels threatened by the world around me, I rearrange my world. The things which I think is not conducive, I try to remove out of my world and fill that gap with the something which I consider conducive. The relationships which threaten my ego, I'll remove them out of my world. To keep myself comfortable in my world, I continue to rearrange my world and still keep myself in the center and in control of my world. That's how I make myself comfortable. That makes me completely devoted to my ego, my limited self, because I'm in a comfort zone. Here Bhagwan said in chapter 6 that, no, no, you get out of this comfort zone and devote yourself to your supreme self, 
whose very nature is very different than your limited self. Where it is not the world and you, but you alone exist. There is nothing but the one existence. So to make us understand that phenomenon, that reality, we have gone through the several chapters after chapter 6. After chapter 10, we have learned about the nature of that Supreme Self, how it encompasses everything. Everything that I consider to be something other than me, other than myself, what I considered my world, something good, something bad, something evil, something nasty, something appreciable, something to be avoided. But once again, all that is part of you, the Self. I, the Supreme Self, encompass all of them. All these names and forms which you consider to be part of your world is nothing but my, my own expression. But even learning all that and intellectually appreciating it, our ego is not comfortable giving up its position as the center of its own universe. So before we go to the chapter 12 of Yoga of Devotion, we have to make this ego feel insignificant to make it realize that it is not in control of anything. Therefore, chapter 11 now gives you the Vishwarupa, the cosmic vision. How should I see this world so I understand that the limited self that I am is of insignificance in the scheme of things which I consider existence. I consider self. So chapter 11 aptly put that perspective through Arjuna's eyes for us. Just as we want to know the overall picture of what the self is all about. I've heard about Supreme Self. I've heard about birthlessness and deathlessness. But how do I really wrap my mind around it? So the Bhagavan said that you have to change your perspective. You have to change the way you view the world. And then you will be able to see. If you take out this concept of plurality in this universe and see it as a singularity, that it's only one entity, then you see this world in reference to yourself and find yourself very insignificant. So that's what we have seen in chapter 11 when Arjuna asked for the reason but once I'll grant you that Divya Drasti, that alternate vision of how to see this universe as one single entity. And as we have learned that this is not the only place this cosmic vision is given in Rig Veda, the Purusha Suktam. This is Sahastra, Sirisa, Purusha. Sahasraksaha Sahasrapad. That Purusha, the one entity which is all pervading, is described with thousands of heads and thousands of hands and thousands of eyes. And obviously it continues and says how they everyone came out of that Purusha. So here reiterating the same point the Vedas and Upanishads have described that this is the one entity 
which manifests as many names and forms. And I, which I consider myself a limited ego, is nothing but one of those names and forms. And as long as I hang on to that identification, my problems will not go away. Because my problems are because of my limitedness. And my superimposition of these limitations on this limitless being that I am. So Arjuna sees, when Bhagavan said, here it is, I'm going to show you this vision, he sees in the body of Krishna, because he wanted to see in Krishna, he sees a being with many arms and many hands and many mouths and many colors and many forms and many shapes, with many weapons and many, many conceptions of deities in them. So we have seen all this description and Arjuna says that all the people, all the deities are also seeing that entity in amazement. And he sees all the things and beings in that entity. There is no place left. There is no space. He says, wherever I turn around, there is nothing but you. There is no beginning, there is no end. Entire world is filled with you alone. So he has this vision that there is nothing but the oneness exists and all things and beings are part of their oneness. But he's still hanging on to his own identity. He is still the one who is seeing objectively the singularity as something other than his own self. So there he sees now both the existence and the destruction. So the last few verses which we have been seeing describe his vision of destruction which is happening in this world. So after seeing all that is wonderful that he has seen, now he also sees the negative side of that, the destruction happening in the same self. So he said that when I see your mouth with this terrible teeth, danstra, karalani, chitamukhani, drastvaiva, kal, analasannibani. When I see your mouth blazing with this playa fire, with this terrible teeth, the sonajane nalaveja sarma, I can't find any direction. I lost my place in my world. Up till now, I was firmly established in my world. I knew my place. I knew that I am at the center of my world. Everything relates to me and I can relate to everything else in my world. I lost that bearing. And therefore, labe chasarma, and I also don't have the peace. Once I lost the direction and my placement in this world, I lost my sanity. I lost my confidence. Prasida Deves Jagannya. So have a mercy of Lord of Lords. You are the Lord of this universe. I've come to the conclusion that you are that one who controls everything. You are the Lord of all the beings. So have mercy on me. And in this world I see that everything is rushing towards you as if they have no choice. By their very nature. They're rushing towards their own destruction in your mouth. So, Vaktranite, Tvarmana, Vishanti, Danstra, Karalani, Bhayanakani. Kechid Lignaha, Dasanantareshu, Sandrushyate, Churunitaihi, Uttamangehi. 
beings are rushing towards your mouth and they are getting crushed in your mouth. Their heads pounded into powder and some are getting stuck in your teeth. Yatha nadinam bahav ambu vegaha samudram ev abhimukha dravanti Swamiji says that Vyasa is basically a poet at heart and he can't leave him any opportunity to create a beautiful poetry. Even out of this terrible sight where he sees everything is getting destroyed. Everything is rushing toward its own destruction. And as we have discussed last time, if you take any existence on this planet and fast forward the existence, it seems like as if we are taking birth just to die. We took birth and we are continuously and constantly rushing towards our own death. Since Arjuna lost the concept of time, he says everything is rushing towards its own death. And he sees that everything rushing towards its own source. In case of river, that same water came from the ocean. During summer months, when the water is evaporating, is water vapor becoming cloud, comes down and rains and then becoming the little streams of water, becoming a big rivers. And they all are rushing toward right from the very existence of that water droplets. It's doing nothing but rushing towards its own so the existence as individual water droplets into the ocean. The same way, Tatha Tavabi Naraloka Veera, the heroes in this world. In my own world, I am a hero. But even I am rushing towards my own death. I'm not stationarily keeping my existence as the center of my own universe. My universe is constantly driving me towards my own destruction. So he says that just as the river waters are rushing towards the ocean, the river water came from the ocean, it is rushing towards to become one with that ocean. We are rushing towards our own source to merge with that source from where we came from. So, Tatha Tamami Naraloka Veera Visanti Vaktrani Abhivajvalanti These heroes in this world are rushing towards their own destruction in your flaming mouth. So, Arjuna recognizes that everything came out of this being and everything is rushing towards its own destruction. And Swamiji says here that this one analogy used, a metaphor used by Vyasa is about insentient water. So maybe it is the very nature of insentient matter to rush towards its own destruction. But how about the people who have choice? Only difference between us and inert matter, we have free will. We have free will that we can choose whether to do this or not to do this. So given a choice, we probably will avoid our destruction. You know, we will have enough intellect to say, destruction is not something I should be rushing towards. I should be doing something to preserve myself. So even with the people with the intellect, Bhagavan said, are doing exactly that. One of the verses we have seen in this Bhagavad Gita says, Yantra Rudaha, as if we are mounted on a machine and without any free will, we are rushing towards 
our own destruction. So the next analogy uses of the moth, the basic sentient entity. Yatha pradiptam jvalanam patanga visanti nasaya samruddha vegaha Moth is rushing towards its own death in the flaming fire without any hesitation. They don't have any choice, propelled by their own instincts to rush towards their own death. So even the beings with their own intellect, their own free will, the free will is doing nothing but propelling them toward their own destruction. All names and forms come into existence in this world. They remain existing in time and space. But if you remove time and space, they are just creating themselves and destroying themselves. Creating themselves, destroying themselves. Tathaiva nasaya visanti lokaha tavapi vaktrani samruddha vegaha So all those creatures hurriedly rush into your mouth for destruction. You come to this conclusion that everything is coming into existence just to get destroyed. Things are coming into existence and then at the very time of its creation, it starts rushing towards its own destruction and get destroyed. So now he's baffled. So what is the purpose of this life? This is the question we ask. If this is what I see, if I fast for my life, and all it says is that I was rushing without stopping in my life towards my own destruction. What is the purpose? Dunya bana wale, kya tere man mein This is a universal question. Arjuna, after seeing this Virat Surupa coming to the same question, what is happening here? So in next verse he says, Leli hyase grasamanaha samantaha lokan Samagran vadnehi jvaladbihi. And it seems like you are enjoying it. We are suffering here. We are created, and the very moment we are created, we are rushing towards our own death. And you, Bhagwan, you seem like you are enjoying this. You say, Are you really happy that I'm suffering in my life, Bhagwan? So Arjuna puts it in a different way. It seems like that you are enjoying, you are licking them, devouring world on every side. You are devouring everything. Everything which I see in this world as existing is truly not existing but existing to get devoured by you. Tejo bihi apuriyaha jagat samagram basaha tava ugraha pratapante vishnu. You are the vishnu. I now realize your fierce rays are burning this entire jagat. With your radiance, the whole world burning. I see you are the existence itself. But everything in your existence is getting destroyed. With your fierce radiance, you are the existence ultimate. But all the other things which are existing are getting destroyed in your existence. Because your radiance is filling this entire jagat. So what is this game? Akhyahi meko bhavan ugra rupaha. Tell me, who are you with this fierce form? What is your game? We are trying to make peace 
in our lives, considering that my life is worth living. Therefore, I'm trying to find balance in my life. Once I find balance, I'll be okay. Then I'll be living my life happily ever after. Every story ends with, then they live happily ever after. You never said when they're ever after ended. It's like lifetime warranty. I've never been able to figure out whose lifetime. Lifetime of that product. So the product ends and you take it to the guy and say, well, you told me lifetime. He say, yeah, I told you, lifetime of this product. Now it's life ended. Your warranty is ended. Or my lifetime. As long as I live. Or your lifetime, the company. As long as you exist. But it's a lifetime warranty. So Bhagavan says that you were looking for your lifetime warranty. And after that, once I find the balance in my life, then I live happily ever after. But I see now that there is no blissful living ever after. There is nothing but a constant rushing towards your own destruction. Akhyahime, tell me who are you with so fierce in form. We have conception of Bhagwan Almighty is very peaceful and calm, all compassionate in blessing this world with his blessings. Arjuna said, I'm not seeing any of that here. I'm actually seeing you with a very fierce form, destroying everything in this world. Everything is nothing but rushing towards his own death. So he's seeing death is the ultimate reality. Everything else can change in life, but the one reality will never change that everything will perish. Everything will get destroyed. He now sees, because he wanted to see the Supreme in its totality. In a small perspective, we see Bhagwan as the creator, we see Bhagwan as the sustainer, then Bhagwan is a destroyer, only evil things. But I am not evil and therefore Bhagwan will not destroy me. That's basically the assurance we are looking from him. But Arjuna says, when I ask you to show me your total roof, you are not making any discrimination between the good and bad. Good are also getting destroyed. Bad is also getting destroyed with you. So, Akhyai meko bhavan ugra rupaha namostute devavara prasida Tell me who are you in this very fierce form I bow down to you. Have mercy on me. Vignatam ichami. I want to know. Bhavantam adyam nahi prajanami tava pravruttim. Because I know not indeed your purpose. Why you created this world and what is the purpose? That's we always ask. Why we have evil in this world and why we have good in this world? We constantly ask this question and this chapter Bhagwan Vedya has put very bluntly what is the purpose? Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschidduk Om Shanti
शांति 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 हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ